Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Hello everyone, Charles Watts here. Welcome to another edition of Inside Arsenal. It's Friday. I hope wherever you're watching or listening to this around the world, you are having a very good end to your week as we head towards the big day. No, not Christmas. Arsenal versus Liverpool tomorrow at Anfield. Huge game, huge game. Top two in the Premier League going head to head for the first time. First meeting of three in the space of about a month between these teams. So it'll be very, very interesting. Arsenal, of course, trying to end what has been a horrific... <laughs> Pretty much the only way you can describe Arsenal's record at Anfield. Horrific uh, run of form up in the red part of Liverpool. I think last time they won there was in 2012. A certain Mikel Arteta in the team that day. Goals scored by Santi Cazorla and Lucas Podolski. Cazorla's first goal in an Arsenal shirt, actually. Uh, I think, saying that off the top of my head. Pretty sure it was. Uh, so we'll talk about that. Mikel Arteta's been speaking about his uh, that game at his press conference early on today. As you can tell. I'm not in my usual surroundings. I'm away at the moment, a bit of a family Christmas break, but I wanted to do it. I'm not going to do videos every day uh, because I'm pretty busy and my wife will kill me, but uh, I am going to do a few. And we have recorded myself and James Bend in Inside Arsenal Extra Time, which is going to go out on Christmas Day. And that is a sort of review of 2023. Uh, so keep your eyes peeled for that. But I will do, try and do a couple of videos uh, while I'm away as well. Um, hopefully one reacting to a very good Arsenal win at Anfield in just a couple of days' time as well. So let's get cracking, shall we? Before we get into the press conference, obviously the huge news at the moment in European football, whether it be Premier League, Liga, Bundesliga, Serie A, whatever, is the uh, ruling in the courts yesterday that um, basically kind of siding a little bit with the organisers of the European Super League saying that um, UEFA aren't really in a position to be able to have a monopoly on European football and that is kind of being seen as um, certainly celebrated by the company behind the Super League as a chance to get this project, doomed project, off the ground once again. There's been lots of reaction to it over the last 24 hours. Mikel Arteta has just been speaking about it in his press conference. Arsenal released a statement ahead of that press conference, which is here if you're watching on YouTube. You can see it on the screen. It says, Arsenal Football Club notes a judgment by the European Court of Justice on Thursday, and our position in relation to the European Super League has not changed. We will continue to play in the UEFA competitions and continue to work with fellow European clubs and the European Club Association. So very sort of forthright statement there from Arsenal, not particularly long, just saying the position has not changed. The ruling in the court yesterday has not changed Arsenal's position, which, as we know, very quickly turned from being part of the Super League to not being part of the Super League. We all remember those mad sort of 48 hours or so a couple of years ago when suddenly an announcement came that 12 teams had formed this league and were going a part of it. Six of them from England, one of those was Arsenal, sparked wild protests of fans, not just from the clubs not involved, but the clubs who were involved, most importantly, Arsenal fans vehemently protested against it. Chelsea fans outside Stamford Bridge. By the time the Arsenal protest, which was planned against the Super League, was about to take place, Arsenal had already withdrawn because of the feeling of the fans. We all remember how... It was a really special moment in a way, how fans sort of stood up 
for themselves and stood up for football, went against their clubs and all came together. It was really sort of a show of strength from football fans of, you know, the power that they still have here. We don't often see it nowadays where they all come together no matter what club you support. But they did in that occasion and sent a huge message out to these billionaire owners who are trying to change the game in a way that fans didn't want with this closed Super League without relegation and everything like that. It was just a power grab by these rich owners for more money and um, quite rightly was very quickly thrown out and Arsenal have reiterated their position on it here. They're saying that the court ruling has not changed. Mikel Arteta was talking about it at his press conference today on the statement. He said, we are very clear, exactly the same. We remain in the same position. We love playing in the Champions League and we will continue to do so. And if the players are against the European Super League, that's a question for them. But obviously, football supporters and the passion they bring to the game is the main reason why this game belongs to them and to the players, because they are absolute protagonists and what makes this game so enjoyable. And we have to look after them and their opinion is very, very important. And it was, as I said, it was a really special moment, I thought, when football fans all came together a couple of years ago and had this idea very, very quickly thrown out. They made their feelings known to the owners and the owners had no other option but to very quickly put themselves out. Now, we know Real Madrid and Barcelona, of course, are still very much pushing for this. They believe it's essential because of the power mainly of the Premier League clubs and the financial power that they have, the muscle that they have. They see it as the only way that they can really compete financially with the Premier League is the Super League. So they're understandably pushing it, but they haven't got much support from elsewhere, especially the clubs from England and clubs from Germany. I don't really see how this gets off the ground, but we will see where it goes from here. I'm sure it's not the end of the story. In fact, I know it's not going to be the end of the story. So it'll be interesting to see how it goes. But let me know your comments. Always really interested to see what you've got to say about it. Do you support the Super League? Do you think it'd be a good thing for Arsenal? Does this ruling in the European um, courts change anything for you? Anything you want to talk about Super League, please do let me know in the comments below. OK, moving on to the Liverpool game now. Really huge game at Anfield. Tomorrow on the latest team news, we'll talk about that. Thomas Party update from Mikel Arteta. He's also speaking about Elneny and Jorginho. And Thomas Party says he's still fine line. He's in his rehab. He hasn't trained yet with the team. Mo Elneny will hopefully join us this afternoon to see how he feels about it. For the rest, no news. Jorginho is still a doubt. Don't think Jorginho has been training this week. So I'd be very, very surprised if Jorginho is in the squad. We're not sure the full extent of this injury he picked up ahead of the game. Uh, against Brighton, but it looks like it might well rule him out. Bit of a shame. Might well have even played at Anfield. I don't know if he would have played. If he would have played, but it was one of those games where you kind of looked at it and thought, would Mikel Arteta beef up the midfield a little bit, give a little bit more security to the defence by playing Rice and Jorginho? Probably not. I think the form of Kai Havertz right now means that Kai Havertz starts games. Uh, so it probably would have stuck with what he went with against Brighton anyway. But yeah, big blow that Thomas Party still hasn't returned yet. But as I reported last week, that he is very, very close now. It's just a case of when you make that move from training inside to training outside. And Arsenal want to make sure they don't push it any and you know risk any setback or anything like that. I think you're probably looking at the game. West Ham is obviously going to come too soon for him as well. But maybe the game against Liverpool in the FA Cup you're looking at as a potential return date for him, which will be a big, big boost. I mean, Moel Nenny coming back is as much as you look at it and think that he's not playing much football, it's still good to have him on the bench. When I looked at that bench against Brighton and there was basically no backup to Declan Rice, anything happened to Arsenal. There was no one in that squad anywhere who could play a sit as the six unless you were looking at a Jakob Kivy or a Ben White, someone like that. So it's good to have Elneny back and have another option if you need someone who can play that position and knows that position because Arsenal are looking very, very light on it with the injuries to Thomas Partey and Jorginho right now. In terms of Liverpool, 
Um, and there, uh, I'll get onto Klopp's comments in a minute. But in terms of Liverpool and their team news, Ryan Gravenberch could well feature. He's missed the last couple of games with a hamstring issue. It looked like a bad one. He picked it up against Manchester United in the 0-0 draw last weekend. Um, and they thought it was a hamstring. So you're looking at three or four weeks, but it hasn't looked, it hasn't been as bad as it first thought. I think they did the scans and it picked up. It was just basically fatigue that forced him off. He didn't play against West Ham in the cup game in midweek, but there is a chance that he comes back for Arsenal. So it'll be interesting to see. Uh, Alexis McAllister, he's not going to be fit yet. He's out as well, um, but he's not going to be fit. And Jota has been training. He's had a hamstring issue as well. He's been training 50-50. I, I, even if Jota is fit, I can't imagine he's going to start. It'd be very handy for Arsenal if Jota doesn't play because he always tends to score against Arsenal. The one big boost, of course, Arsenal playing Liverpool is there is no Firmino. No matter where, how many goals he's scoring, whether he's in the team or not, as we found out last last time in the 2-2, he can still come on and score. He just always scored against Arsenal. So it's nice not to have Firmino in that Liverpool team. And it would be handy if Jota's not in it as well because he's got the same sort of knack as Jorginho as scoring. So that's the, uh, the latest team news from... Liverpool side of things. Jurgen Klopp, interesting comments from Klopp ahead of the game against Arsenal. He's really been trying to stir the Liverpool fan base up. He was a little bit annoyed, I think, with the noise levels at Anfield. Their game against United last weekend was one of their highest attendances in like decades because they had that new stand partially full, the Anfield Road end partially full. So I think they're about 57,000. It's been a long time since they had anything like that at Anfield. But the atmosphere was pretty subdued. And then it was similar against West Ham in midweek in that cup. Carlin Cup quarter-final win and Klopp has spoken about it and he's really sort of sent a message out to Liverpool fans against ahead of the match against Arsenal, probably because he knows this is going to be a really, really difficult game for his team and he knows that Anfield can you know, be the difference maker at times, the atmosphere that they create, the hostility that they can create and he's really tried to stir the pot and I think this will make a difference. Liverpool fans would have seen these words and I think they will react. I think Arsenal are going to be in for a really tough night at Anfield in terms of the atmosphere. They're going to have to deal with that. So Klopp was speaking about it, said he's not overly happy with the atmosphere behind me against West Ham. I asked people, what do you want? Um, if I was in the stands, I'd be on my toes 1000%. I don't know if the Man United game was that bad that we have to say, oh, sorry, we didn't smash them. We, But we need Anfield on Saturday. Arsenal didn't play this week. They prepared for this game. And anyone who knows a little bit uh, about them knows that they will be prepared. We need Anfield on their toes from the first second without me having an argument with the opposition coach or whatever. We need Anfield from the first second. If you really want, if it's too much football in December or whatever, I don't know, sorry, but we have to play it as well. But if you're not in the right shape, then give your ticket to someone else. Really interesting, I thought that from um, from Klopp. Arteta was asked about it. I'm just trying to find. He was asked about it in the um, in the press conference today. I think, did I bring it up? Oh, I did. I think I have. Um, no, I haven't brought it up. But... I wanted to find a quote for you. He was asked about it. Sorry. Here we go. said, on Jurgen Klopp's rallying call to Liverpool fans, Mikel said, that's a question for him. The way we're going to prepare for the game is what we have to do to play better than them, to beat them and to focus on our supporters as well. And I'm sure that a lot of them are going to show up tomorrow and they're going to be supporting the team like always. I did wonder what Mikel must have thought sort of privately with those comments from Klopp, because he all know that it will definitely make an impact. You know, what, when Klopp says something, Liverpool fans tend to listen. They've got that relationship. So, and when you look at when he mentioned there before uh, before me having have an opposition or without me having an an argument with the opposition coach, the last couple of games Arsenal have been to Anfield, they've done very well and they've quieted the crowd for large chunks of it. And then Arteta had that spat with Klopp. It was nil-nil at that time. The whole of Anfield exploded. Liverpool went on and won four-nil. It was a completely different game last season in the two-nil in the two-all. Arsenal were two-nil up. 
Xhaka and Trent Alexander-Arnold had that spat. Suddenly Anfield changed. The noise level went up. Liverpool came back and won 2-2. And so that's what Klopp's talking about there. He doesn't want it to need to be an incident like that. He wants it to be like that from the start. And Arsenal struggled amid the Anfield atmosphere. We know that for a long, long time. And so if it is going to be raucous, if it is going to be hostile from the very first whistle, they are going to have to be bang on it, Arsenal, on Saturday. Tired of ads barging into your favourite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Uh, Mikel, speaking about Anfield, he was asked about his chance to get the first win as a manager. He said, we have done it at Trafford, at Stamford Bridge and many other places that for many other years we hadn't. And that's the next challenge. Go there and win. If you want to be at the top, you're going to have to get go to these places and be dominant and win games. That's what we're going to do. Silencing the crowd, he said, I think you have to play better than them and you will silence the crowd if you are dominant and better than them. Any other ground, it's no different, I think. And on if the players have to accept there will be periods when they can't control the game, which obviously is going to be like last season, the first half hour, they controlled that game. Then it changed. Liverpool started to dominate. Arsenal nearly held on, but they didn't quite get the job done with that late, late goal, making it 2-2. He said, look, you're going to have to suffer in every game, how you go through those moments together, how you do it, how you overcome that moment. That's a big thing. And last year, we went through those moments, especially in the second half, and we had some difficulties to get over them. They extended that for a period that was too long. You have to be able to turn those periods around and come back to the state of the game that you want. A big thing for that is by finishing chances. Even last year, you go back to the game at Anfield, at 2-1 when Liverpool were pushing, 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 the atmosphere was up. And he thought they're going to score. They're going to equalise. At the other end, Arsenal may not have had much of the ball, but they had a couple of big, big chances. I remember one from a corner that Gabriel headed straight at the goalkeeper. That goes in. It's completely different. You score and the game changes. And that's what Arsenal have to do. There are going to be times when Liverpool are dominant and the crowd are on it. And Arsenal are going to have to suffer, as Mikel says. Key thing then is to defend well. We've seen so far this season they can defend well. They can soak up that pressure. They've got the quality to do that. But then when they do get a sniff at the other end, You've got to take it because that's what changes the momentum in games. That's what silences the crowd. And that's what Arsenal need to do. We've seen the last couple of games, they haven't been efficient enough in front of goal. That cost them at Villa. It didn't cost them against Brighton, but it could have done. At Anfield, you can't be missing chances. If you get a big chance, you have to take it. That is absolutely crucial to Arsenal winning this game at the weekend. Okay, quickly, a few comments and questions before I wrap things up, you guys. Here's one from Matthew. says, Charles, do you think there is any room for an upgrade on our left wing? Could you see a situation where Arteta is as ruthless as he was in the keeper department? And ultimately, do you think Martinelli is untouchable in January summer? I think he's untouchable. Look, Martinelli, I don't I don't really get why he's getting a bit of grief at the moment and getting a bit of criticism. He was brilliant against Brighton. He didn't score. His decision-making at times wasn't the best. He might, yes, he should have squared it to Saka in the first half. But Martinelli caused their fullbacks all sorts of problems in that game. He, was, he did exactly what Mikel Arteta would have wanted. He hugs the touchline. He's so unselfish in his play. His work rate is unbelievable. And you look at the goals he scored last season. They, they all come. He's just having a bit of a quiet patch in front of goal in terms of key contributions at the moment. But he's such a good player. He's so important to our Arsenal play. And I think, yeah, for me, I think he's untouchable. Yes, you could maybe bolster the squad so there's more options that you can bring on. But I think Trossard's a good option anyway. Um, I think finding some competition and cover whatever you want to call it for Saka over on the right hand side is far more important than what's going on on the left hand side at the moment I'm more than happy with what Gabriel Martinelli's doing um yes it'd be nice for him to get a few more goal contributions in the Premier League this season but I still think he's playing very very well and he's still contributing in a lot of ways 
Uh, Ponyboy1664 says, Arsenal fans are the worst for moving on to the next shiny toy, ignoring the facts of what we already have. Tony is retail therapy, not a solution to our uh, striker problem. This was in response to the video I did a couple of day days ago talking about Ivan Tony and what the Brentford technical director had said about him. Um, I don't think it's the fact that Arsenal are the worst for moving on to the next shiny toy. I think just all football fans are like that. I think if you go... You watch a Liverpool channel, you watch a Chelsea channel, you go to the chat rooms of all the other football teams. As soon as the transfer window comes around, it's all about who can we buy? How can we how can we improve things? Who do we move on to? And I think that's just the way of the world in football. It's just how football works, you know, and it's it's what why the transfer window generates so much excitement is because everyone wants a shiny new toy, no matter how old you are, no matter what pop sort of walk of life you're operating in, whether it be football, whether it be anything else you're always on the lookout to sort of upgrade and to improve and to see what's the newest thing out there. It's, and so I don't think it's a case of just Arsenal fans or football fans. I just think it's a, it's the way of the world. In terms of Tony, look, I think Tony's a good player. I think Tony improves Arsenal's squad. Is he the person who makes Arsenal the best team in Europe? I don't know. I think it, you'd have to wait and see. I'm not entirely convinced, but I think he'd be a good player. Uh, and I think it'd be a really good addition for Arsenal. But I equally, and I've been criticised for it, I don't think Solanke would be the worst addition for Arsenal. Again, I don't think he's an improvement on Gabriel Jesus. I think he just improves the squad. Um, and right now, I'm not sure Arsenal need an absolute improvement on Gabriel Jesus. As I've said, I think they just need another option. Um, and either of those two are fine. But as I said, Osman, Victor Osman would probably be my first choice. But, you know, whatever Mikel Arteta, whatever Edu decides on, I'm quite happy to put my trust in them right now. Uh, here's one from Kyle says, Charles, what's your take on Tony Adams claiming Arsenal would have won the league with Unai Emery? Anyone knows what they're talking about. We'd be shocked that a former player can be so ignorant. How is it possible that former players have such poor footballing knowledge? Yeah, I was listening to radio when he was talking about this and he actually said it live. And I was just like, what are you talking about, Tony? Look, the revisionism of Unai Emery's time at Arsenal is pretty mad. He's doing brilliant things at Aston Villa. He's a fantastic coach. He's proved that everywhere he went. And he's been brilliant for them and fair play. And I've got so much respect for Unai Emery, but he wouldn't have won the league at Arsenal. Um, and he wouldn't have got close to winning the league at Arsenal because it just wasn't working. And so it's easy to say, oh, last season, the position Arsenal were in, if you had Unai there, they would have won the league. They wouldn't have been in the position they were in last season if Unai was there. So it was just a silly thing to say. And look, as much, I love Tony Adams. He's one of the best players I've ever seen at Arsenal, one of my favourite ever players he's seen at Arsenal. But when I listen to him talking about the game nowadays, I always take everything that he says kind of with a pinch of salt because he's not really my cup of tea a lot of the opinions that he shares but uh, each to their own and look, i'm not going to argue too much with tony adams because as i said he's an absolute legend one of my favorite ever players greatest captain i've ever seen captain arsenal so you know he's absolutely welcome to his opinion but i don't agree with it i have to say all right that's it from me everyone thank you very much for your time as always really do appreciate it like i said you're not going to get as much from me content wise over the next week or so but i will try and upload when i can and do keep your eyes peeled for that inside arsenal extra time with myself and james benj on Christmas Day when we're looking back on 2023. Until next time, everyone, have a very good couple of days. Enjoy the match tomorrow if I don't get to do something before it. Fingers crossed, finally, for an Arsenal victory at Anfield. Take it easy, everyone. Speak to you soon. Tired of ads barging into your favourite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. 
That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.